uh, in the uh, book club that we were in, I was working, I was finishing a sermon for last week's book club and Ian was talking and somebody like started to sing, our God is an awesome God. And was like, oh, Ian, you must know the hand motions. Ian does not even know that song. And also that's great. There's not hand motions to our God is an awesome God other than waving it up in the air. You're thinking of from heaven to earth to show the way. And so I'm like doing the hand motions to myself uh, on the couch, but I'm also like belting our God is an awesome God. And Ian like looks over at me and is like, well, this was nice. <laughs> no, this was, this was uh, interesting. Prophet, preacher, sermon, leader, rector, reverend, deacon, elder, what the hell? I just I I love parading out all of these songs that I learned in like the late 90s early 2000s uh, in contemporary worship that Ian is just like what the shit is this like do you know the the newsboys song that well maybe that might disqualify it for you do you know any newsboys songs I I know one newsboys song and it's the one that everybody knows which one's it's, oh, it's the uh, uh, oh god how does it go the glory, glory, hallelujah. Yes. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. He reigns. He reigns. And uh, so Ian had like heard that chorus at something, uh, probably at worship at the university that he works at. Um, and then he had had this dream where like the church choir from the church he grew up at was singing it and his like pastor at the church was riding a scooter in in front of them but in like full doctoral garb. That's, <laughs> like, that sounds a lot like an evangelical worship service. Right. <laughs> it was a whole thing. And then Dr. Young comes out and does the children's moment. So. Oh, well, that's I don't know about that. Let, so, so is this going to become a small mini-sode? Because we should talk about this. Here's my favorite thing about my, even, my, my, my evangelical adjacent life. Uh-huh. Like, have you ever been, I'm sure, what am I even saying? Of course you have. So when you went to the summer festivals that we all went to <laughs> when we were, <laughs> when, when, uh, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we went to listeners if who are not evangelical or were not evangelical adjacent like me, um, there was uh, uh, you, you would go to one or two uh, summer worship festivals in a field or you know at a campground or whatever. Where Some of them happened in like little small towns. So like the small town apple festival would turn into an evangelical festival. Yeah, I mean, like when you really think about it, this is these guys are like a terrorist organization. Like, like, <laughs> like, like that might be true, but uh, I, my favorite part about these uh, was, you know, they they all had a very specific. This is as close as you're going to get to evangelical liturgy, like a very mm-hmm. specific kind of strategy. So, like, you'd show up, you know, there'd be the the big, you know, um, energetic moments. You know, you'd always, the first night was always about um, uh, new beginnings. Here, we're here again, everybody. Woohoo, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and it would transition throughout the week or weekend to like the day before the end was always cry night. Yes. Where, where, like, yes. where like they on purpose using evil dark psychology 
Mm-hmm. Like, like, tried to get you to cry and and make you feel really bad about yourself. Or, they have whipped you up into an emotional frenzy, and they put out tissue boxes, knowing what's going to happen next. That that's right, and this is all to get you kind of high, like mm-hmm. like so that you will give your life to Jesus. Those moments were always really skeevy and weird, and and like when I was really when I was a lot younger, like they, you know, like like these guys are professionals. Yeah. They, they know how to do this. So like, like I have no shame in saying that it affected me. Um, yeah, I mean, I gave I, my life to Christ in the middle of one of those things. Yeah, it was yeah. an emotional speech by like a karate instructor who connected karate to Jesus. But it was my first altar call. I had never experienced any of this before. And even though I had been a baptized Christian, I, like people went forward and I was like, I feel something. And also I'm supposed to do this. So this is how I'm going to dedicate myself to my Lord and Savior. And that, yeah, that was me at 13. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. Like, like, as I reflect on it, what's really great, my fa- so that was a bad moment. But, but anyway, here's my, <laughs> here's my point. My favorite part about these uh, festivals is that there was always at least one time, like at least one speaker, that like, like this person was like the edgy speaker, but like edgy for an evangelical is, uh, is one of two things. It's either, you know, really tattooed, um might say the word damn yeah you know uh like, like a so tame nadia bowles weber yeah or a real nadia bowles weber um Ooh, like, like, like yeah <laughs> or just her you know <laughs> like, uh. Like, like uh and so it's so, somebody like that or this was always my favorite whenever this happened this was my favorite the edgy speaker was always like a crazy like like somebody that you're no offense i know that was re- wrong and, and bad but like somebody that you're like somebody that you're like ooh yeah you were abused like like and oh you i see what you mean <laughs> like you haven't dealt with that and you're out here abusing everybody else and you're saying kind of wild things like yeah i was a lesbian and i might still be a lesbian but you know what i i, I don't even care cuz god doesn't want me to be a lesbian it's right here in the book friends it's right here in the book and i'm like oh jesus oh that's not good yeah you know like, yeah. like and, and and everybody or or like or like yeah i'm depressed yeah i cut myself i cut myself 3 days ago but jesus doesn't want me to be depressed so i pushed that shit real far down and, <laughs> and you should do yeah. and everybody's like yay yeah, your use of the word crazy there is what other people would call them if they had if they didn't immediately follow that up with uh, I I love Jesus, you know, like other Christians yes. would be like, you know, you're crazy. You are you are mentally ill. And they use it not in the like to identify that somebody could use some healing and love and care, but to be like, I think maybe you're a little possessed, but mentally ill is the word we use for that now. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> it's and so also, good. The number of dude bros who like just had ADD as a kid and then were taught that they were like awful, terrible kids because they couldn't sit still in church. And now as adults, they're like, listen, I have ADD, but like God is, or they don't say I have ADD. They're like, you know, I'm just, I'm energetic. I'm all over the place. I like can't keep myself contained. And that's, that's just the spirit of God working within me to talk to you today. And it's like this weird combination of like a business presentation because they're dude bros but also they're trying to be relatable to teens and jesus at the end i saw a lot of those and i was Mm. over it from the instant they walked on stage 
Yeah, it's it's so it, it and and it's great because like it's a formula. Like yeah. I'm describing something that we've all experienced, and this is just how it works. Like you either have a Nadia Bowles Weber as as like the the um the edgy person, or you have like a like you know what's really ruining this country queers. Yeah, <laughs> and and everybody's like, mm, okay, this person was not properly vetted. But they're here, (laughs) you know, and and we're sitting with it. Yeah. And then and then everything in between was a dude bro or a woman who gave up modeling to be a missionary. Goodness. (laughs) And you're kind of like, okay. (laughs) But you, you know, the agitating thing about that is that the dude bro can have a huge beer belly up there. But if you're a woman up on that stage, you better be able to walk in heels and have perfect eyeliner and then be able to talk about Jesus because God forbid somebody goes up there without makeup on and wears sensible shoes for an hour long speaking gig. That's right. You, you couldn't, you couldn't dress in a provocative way though. That wouldn't oh, be good. It's no, a really, it's a really pretty- weird it's a, you're right. Oh no, you're exactly right. It's a really weird combination. It, it's, it's probably as I really reflect on it, like as, as an almost 30 year old kind of looking back on that part of my life, like it's possibly the weirdest thing on planet earth. Like, like it's possibly the weirdest white person thing ever. It's worse um, than doing birthday parties for your dog. Yeah, oh, it absolutely. I don't even, I've never done that, but absolutely. <laughs> like, like ab- absolutely. Like, you know these these women who are very pretty, but like all have to wear like several layers of clothing so as to appear not like a Jezebel, mm-hmm. you know, while uh, also needing to give you know to to make sure everybody knows that if I needed to, I could appear like a Jezebel right now and I'd be the best Jezebel. But right. that's, but that's, but that I'm not is a sign of my holiness. Like, like, it's all very, it's all very strange. It's all very odd. Like, like I, oh boy, you Do know. You know it, who has a great take on this, but from the black church perspective? Who? Hope the librarian. I bet. I bet she does. If you ever have a chance to talk to Hope about this, it is. I bet she does. Sight to behold. Uh, oh man! I think we'll just leave her as, as a mythic figure because Hope yeah. has so many great takes, and I love them all. Sometimes you're like Hope, that is out of left field, and you are so wrong. But the way you said it made me like it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, I'm like, you know, you might be right. You might be right, Hope. <laughs> she no, I... said we have to take the Bibles away from people. <laughs> you know what? I I don't disagree. Like like some, she'll say that. I'm like, you know, you're you're damn right. You know who doesn't need to read anymore? Most people. <laughs> Most people should not learn how to read because it just leads to trouble. And and hope and hope would be like hope would like point to one of the, the people in the library and be like, You mean like that crazy person? I'm like, I mean like that crazy person right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know. Oh god. Oh uh, man. What a legend. No, it's the legend hope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me think of let me think of one more like kind of favorite evangelical festival moment. Um I can tell you one of mine while you're... Please, please say it. Please please share. So did you ever know the Christian band Skillet? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes! I was hoping that you didn't so I could be so niche. Anyway, I was at a Skillet concert. Yes, I've been, I've been to one. I've been to one. 
and it was at one of these festival situations and about like they this wasn't one where they were intending to do an altar call because i think they were actually opening or like playing in sequence with another band and me and one of the guys from youth group who was in, he was a bass in the youth choir. Uh, we like started to like walk around the festival. We kind of like left the concert in our like pair of two. And I was a teenager. So this was very dangerous. Um, and we ended up like on a rooftop, like by ourselves away from the festival, like talking about, talking about like all sorts of stuff, something that like in any other situation would have been kind of like a, a datey situation that I was oblivious to the fact that this is how like things like that go. And, mm -hmm. uh, but we talked the whole time with like him on a stoop that was like very physically distant from me. Like I could not have caught coronavirus from him. Uh, Cause we were just so far apart as we were talking about these things. And then as we went back in the church van on the way back from the concert that night, he fell asleep like on my shoulder and everybody the cutest mm. thing. Yeah. Whereas I was like, I mean, I got beefy upper arms, so they're just very cozy. Anybody's welcome to my shoulder. It was like the one form of physical touch that I allowed. I was like, yes, you can sleep on my shoulder. And then the next Sunday in church choir practice, cause we both sang with the adult choir one of the little old ladies in the adult choir leans over to me and goes, do you think that you would ever date Mason? And I was like, uh, what? And I was wearing, this is the kicker. Uh, I was wearing my handmade mercy me spoken for shirt at oh the time. My. Oh my <laughs> God, Joe. What is, what is the matter with you? What, what happened to your brain? And I was, I think I said yes. I think I was like, okay. And then it never went anywhere from that. That was the end of it entirely. But like, I was just, oh, it was so funny. It was just such, I look back at that and I'm like, what, what was I doing with my life? So that's my very pure Christian first date that I didn't know was a date that happened at one of these things. Yeah, it's a classic move. Classic uh, <laughs> evangelical male move. Long, long talks. Yeah. Quote unquote, falling asleep on the shoulder. Yeah. No. no he was awake. He was awake. Um, oh, okay. He was, he was awake the whole time. That was all. I was all move. I, I know the move. You know, I was wearing, I mean, I was wearing a t-shirt with the sleeves rolled up and tucked under my bra straps because that was the type of little bi kid I was without knowing it. Um, and so, like, it wasn't like he could see anything. Like, everything is covered up. But anyway, it's in my, in my physical proximity, in my presence. Oh, that, that's all, that's all, at that age, it's all you need. <laughs> as long as I am physically touching a girl, it could be. It could be. I, I'd be like, I arrived. I did it. Like, you so know, <laughs> I did it. I made it. Uh, skillet. Let's talk quickly about skillet. What a crazy idea skillet is. Like, like let let's say you know a group of musicians come together and say, you know what band is awesome? Nickelback. <laughs> Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that's all they are they're a christian nickelback like they're like you know you know what would be great if we played songs that were like nickelback songs but we were evangelicals as well oh yeah that would be awesome like like huh what nickelback, but nickelback wants to date jesus that's what it is yeah and and like the funny thing about them is like they're all like 
they they're all lunatics now like like they've oh, like really? they've gone they've gone full trump like yeah. like real quick you know they're and but but like my memory so like one of the scenes that i genuinely enjoyed as an evangelical adjacent person was um the christian uh heavy metal and and like kind of heavy music scene Mm-hmm. Um, I don't listen to a ton of those bands anymore, but I do some of them. Some of them are, are actually quite good, um, like in their own right. Um, and like, and then there are of course Christian musicians that like were not metal bands, but like really because they were Christian musicians did not get the, the credit they deserve. Like, you know, you know what band is like, this is a quick side thing. You know, a Christian band has always been really good, but like will never get the credit they deserve. Jars of Clay. Like, fair, like, fair. Jar, jars of clay that, that they were they were a creative band like they they really thought about what they were writing their lyrics were decent like and musically they were always very unique so i, I kudos to jars of clay they're, they're still making decent music anyway but like i was really into that scene and so like i saw skillet live at like christian music festivals where they were not the heaviest band there mm-hmm. but like but like a lot of kind of christian bands sort of in this world in like the skillet realm in this kind of, you know, what, what might be considered like a hard rock, you know, kind of a, kind of a world. A lot of those bands are now might still be Christian bands, but are, but, but their base is the same base as say, um, a Toby Keith. Oh. You know, like like oh. their, their base is, is, you know, this kind of right wing, partially because they're evangelicals, but, but right. also because of the music, like, like their, their base is sort of in this. And so um, because of that, they, I noticed this even when I was in high school and I was going to these festivals and I'm like, that was kind of weird. Like, you remember the band Disciple? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like Disciple, uh, they, they, some of the Christian music critics were like, they're like a Christian Rage Against the Machine. First of all, that is so morally offensive that I don't even I don't even understand where that person was getting that from. Rage Against the Machine is one of the greatest American rock rap metal bands of all time. They've yet to do anything wrong. Like like Rage Against the Machine is perfect. Disciple sounds nothing like them. <laughs> but but whatever. Um um but like they they I remember there was a song that they did uh, that like in the middle of it was like this spoken word um, uh, uh, ode to uh, uh, killing people who are trying to invade your home. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like this ode to gun rights and like the military really weird, but I, I remember it. Like this is like little moment where, where they're doing that. And, and I remember thinking in high school, that's a little strange. Like, like that's a little, why are they doing that? But it's really because, because it works the same way. It's all about like uh, um, working with their base and like, and like, you know, garnering favor with their base. And so the disciple guys, the, the skillet guys, uh, seventh day slumber. You ever listen to them? No, I didn't. I'd have been shocked. I'd have been like, wow, they're everywhere. You know, a lot of those, a lot of those guys, those, those Christian kind of rock bands, um, uh, have have gone sort of fool Trump, like fool, you know, right wing everything, like on purpose, hmm. because that's where their base is. And so, uh, and then on the other side of it, you've got the lead singer from Hawk Nelson coming out that he's no longer a Christian. 
Huh. Ooh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a big deal. It's hmm. a big deal. What I guess, I- anyway, like, I haven't listened to a Hawk Nelson record since 2006. But, like, you know, that's... But, but like, I think that's what you have now. Like, like in, the, in the, the wake of these, like, really big kind of Christian music festivals, whether they were, you know, kind of Christian pop punk or Christian rock or Christian metal or metalcore, like, stuff I listen to. Like, now in the midst of it, you've got, like, at, at ten, like a decade after everything was really big or 15 years after everything was really big, um, you, you no longer really have to pretend Mm-hmm. And so, like those those kind of folks that were making their money on the evangelical festival circuit, um, are now kind of able to relax into what they really think is important. Like, what does Skillet mm-hmm. really think is important? Well, Skillet really thinks that this kind of matrix of right wing concerns of family values and God and country and 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 no abortion and, and all of this stuff is is really important. So that's really the music they make now and the way they they do that. And the same with Disciple. Uh, whereas you've got guys like like Hawk Nelson, like the Hawk Nelson band and and others under oath was another one that that went through this like like a lot of Christian pop punk and heavy metal bands um are no longer Christian for that exact reason because they didn't have to be anymore. Yeah. You know, they they could now make their money doing something else. And so the under oath crowd, they, they stopped being Christian. And, and, and it's interesting in the way in which they're sort of rejected then by evangelicals. Like, well, they were, like, like the Twitter guy said, they, they were never really believers in the first place. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. Or, or they're just experiencing what so many of us experience with evangelicalism. Yeah. You know, that, hey, you know, unless you buy into um the kind of cultural things that that support evangelicalism uh, eventually this will fall apart but as long as we long story short as long as we both experience the literal same thing at these christian festivals <laughs> like like i feel good about it it's good to me that that i i can continue to imagine that there is this council <laughs> this evangelical council that like writes the curriculum for these events and 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 is like it's like here's the things you need you know you need three dude bros you need two models and then and then you need um either somebody who is Nadia Bowles Weber or somebody who is Francis Chan during a racing hell Oh, like where where he where he screams and frosts at the mouth and is like it's like I'm glad that my maternal grandma's burning forever in hell oh, <laughs> and, and I'm like relax Francis and I loved have- her I loved her more than anybody else but you know what it's good that God is torturing her <laughs> I'm Francis Chan crazy love <laughs> and then and then afterwards you have the the band who has to close after the sermon yeah and then- <laughs> We're going to lead you in a moment of, of quiet contemplation to this really subtle bass solo with some chords on top of it. And that's, that's how these things work. Here we go. All right, let's worship. And then it's just like the opening riff of Where the Streets Have No Name by U2. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, is this U2? 
<laughs> and then suddenly it shifts to I am a friend of God. And I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> See, and like that part of it, you're talking about all these Christian heavy metal bands. And I'm like, I'm such a basic bitch. Like I listen to David Crowder band and Reliant K. What am I doing? So, so I'm glad you brought those two up. David Crowder band for all of his is for all of David Crowder's kind of odd kind of conservative leanings. Dave, the David Crowder band slapped. Thank that, you. This that, is what I have been saying. The David Crowder band was awesome. I saw those guys live and it was delightful seeing them live. Like I was, I was like, Jesus, these guys, these guys are awesome. These guys can really play like that last David Crowder band record. Like the last one they did before he kind of went solo. Holy mm-hmm. crap. That was a great record. Like, like, yeah. like it just sort of got better and better and better. And Reliant K also slapped. Um, but, but Reliant K is also one of those kind of bands that were like a good band. Like they, they were, they were good. Like they, they didn't have to be a Christian band to be a good band. It's like Switchfoot. Ooh, like Switchfoot. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Sadie Hawkins dance. What a jam that was for me. Yep. Or mood rings. Remember mood rings? Oh yeah. The classic. Yeah. There was some good, there, there was some fun, um, Christian kind of heavy bands that, there was this festival that took place not far from where I grew up called mm-hmm. the Purple Door. And, and, it, and it's no longer around anymore. But it, like, there, there was like this little kind of ski resort where I grew up. Um, that sounds way more bougie than it really was. It was, it was just like a campground that, that in the winters they pumped fake snow on and you could, you could ski down. Um, but they hosted this kind of Christian heavy music festival with like them and the main stage had like thousand foot crutch you ever listen to thousand foot crutch no all right well so skillet often was there and and uh family force five you ever listen to family force five no i'm starting to feel like there were regional ones because you don't know uh eight mile do you i don't know eight mile well i liked the movie the m&m film yeah. Uh, that this was is, good. This is a Christian, like, soft rock band. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, don't know that one. Um, but, like, there's some different, you know, the, but so, like, the main stage had, like, kind of the Nickelback adjacent heavy bands. And then, uh, like, the side stage had all these metalcore bands. Now, metalcore sucks. By and large, metalcore is kind of this bad music genre. Only, like, six bands have ever been very good at it. Um, very few of them have been Christian. Um, but like for a long time, the Christian metalcore scene was like a big scene in the late nineties and up to like the first decade of the two thousands. And so like my buddies and I from high school would go to this festival and basically to mosh to these metalcore bands. Yeah. And, and, and some of them, some like there's a band called Norma Jean. They're still a band. Mm -hmm. And like Norma Jean's first couple of records, um, we're like real bad. I mean, like we're talking like the cable has gone out on the television and, and all you hear is, <laughs> and that was it. And I like heavy music. Like I like a lot of music that from a lot of people, it sounds like that to them, but like Norma Jean was bad. And, and I, and I remember uh, one of my favorite medical Christian medical bands was a band called August Burns Red. Mm. And uh, they're still around. They're still making a ton of music. They're still, they're still pretty big. I don't know if they're a Christian band anymore. But uh, I had all their records at the time. I don't have a lot of their records now because I don't really listen to a ton of metalcore anymore. But like, I was going to see August Burns Red. That's why I was going. And and 
it was a great show. They played Barbarian, my favorite, my favorite um, track. You know, they closed the show with that, and, and we're all we're all moshing. It's really, really great. We loved it. And August Burns Red's like, all right, guys, God bless. You know, this is great. Uh, up next is Norma Jean, so just get ready. And they left, and then the entire crowd late leaves. You know, and, and we just we just like like leave the stage, and. Six, you know that that meme of like the uh, the the techno goths dancing. Like, can you yes. picture that? Can you picture that meme? It's like a GIF, uh, and it's usually put to different like strange music that they're like they're they're all in black. They're wearing big goggles, and they're you know they they've got kind of long baggy pants. Oh, I have seen things. this. I know. What you're yeah. So like six people that look like that. <laughs> wow. look like the saddest people they're the saddest looking people i've ever seen uh but look like that kind of kind of melancholy like meander over to the empty you know pit mm-hmm. then norma jean came out because norma jean's first two records like were just look like that like they 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 which was really dark and black and really really kind of funny and and norma jean like i they've gotten a lot better i've listened to their most recent record the most recent record is okay but they came out, they were like, we're Norma Jean, and, you know, they're screaming, and, and they begin, and these six cyber gods begin to just jump up against each other and, like, try to kill each other, like, in the bit. And it was, it was like an anthropological study. <laughs> like, like I, I was 16, and I was like, wow, that's amazing, you know, like, like it, and they, that's just what they did. And we all just kind of watched them mosh to Norma Jean. Oh my gosh. And we're like, mm, okay. I've been in maybe three or four Christian mosh pits. And I have to say the nicest mosh pits I've ever been in. They, like, they really are very nice. You know, you, no, if you fall true. over, they'll pick you up. They're just, yeah, it's just very kind. <laughs> they don't want you to get hurt. Yeah. So, so yeah, me without you. I saw me without you at Purple Door, actually, at this festival. Oh. And, and I was, they were playing main stage at night. They were playing it. And, and myself and some other of my friends, Nick was there, you know, <laughs> Nick and I have been together since we were 12 years old, uh, you know, Nick, Nick's there and, and, and there is this uh, girl, I forget how it all happened. And I don't think the story happened directly to me, but I was there watching it. But this girl was there, you know, in, in like the, the crowd with us. And she, you know, kind of, kind of looked like Carol Baskin, and oh had like, had like the really, you know, flowers in her hair, and like, her, her hair went down to her like ass crack, and like. But aggressive know, eye makeup. Aggressive eye makeup, and she was just there, kind of enthralled in the whole thing, and they're, they're, you know, singing like, oh, oh, the Timothy Hay, oh, <laughs> like I, I do an absolutely fucking killer me without you impersonation. <laughs> I really do. They should hire me <laughs> because because I can go up there and sing exactly like that guy and better than that guy because that guy sucked. Um, but like they're playing and you know everybody's excited and 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 there's this yellow like flower thing like on the lead singer's um, mic stand and and I think one of our friends, one of the people with us, made a comment about it. I think that's how it was like. Oh yeah, look at that flower shit, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And and this Carol Baskin looking girl kind of turns to us 
you know, and her eyes are like three quarters the size of her head. Like she looks like an anime character. And like, and she turns to us and she goes, I made that for him. Ah! I thought that's where this was going to go. I made that for him. We're <laughs> together. And we're all like, okay. <laughs> like, like, yeah, sure. That's great. That's great. Call your mom. Go back home. Just be safe. <laughs> yeah. A sweater poorly knit. And I'm suspecting fire. Oh man! <laughs> a la la in every blade of grass. <laughs> I do, I do. In oh man, I haven't thought about me without you in fucking forever. Oh man! Yeah, uh, me, me without you. That that was uh, that was interesting. Yeah, I I love that stuff, man. I I had such a fun time. That that those were those were like highlights, like the Christian music festivals. The best thing about Purple Door was that there, if there was a speaker, I don't remember them, you know. Yeah. And so, and so, I was just there to listen to to music and and laugh with my friends, and it was it was so much fun. It was it was what a great time in my life yeah. um, to reflect on and and like you know I saw Skillet, I saw Project eighty six back in the day. Mm. Project eighty six was awesome, yeah. uh, not so much anymore. I saw, you know, all these all these silly metalcore bands that, you know, are no good anymore. I like like and it was just it was just fun. Like it was fun. Um now it's, you know, the world is darker because I can't sit I can't stand and watch uh Family Force Five or Me Without You. Family Force Five was this uh they might still be around, I don't know, was this Christian kind of comedy rock band. Uh-huh. That like they their music was pretty catchy. It wasn't very great, but it was pretty catchy, and it used like techno elements. And they were a rock band, but you know it was like it was like some synth layering, and and the sound was really really thick. And uh, and they were silly. Like they they wrote you know kind of these. You've ever heard the song? Uh, um, uh, uh, I think it's called Love Love Addict. You ever hear that song? I don't think so. Hold on, wait a minute. Put a little love in it. You ever yes, hear that? I did. Hear, I, I yes. <laughs> that's that's Family Force Five. Oh, um, okay, okay. And and uh, that's the only song by them I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> they had others, but like when you see their live show, they it was this kind of large, like six person band. And when you'd see their live show, they wore like matching outfits and like. One of them had like a Megatron hat, like helmet on, and like pretended to be a Decepticon, like, and and like they're like the bass player. They all had like names. Like the bass player's name was like Fatty, because he was the biggest guy. He wasn't even a fat guy. He was just like a giant six foot eight guy. So they called mm-hmm. him Fatty. And like the the one of the singers, his name was Q Tip. Like it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing in the world. But I remember like seeing them live. And, and they're playing their music and like fatty's playing bass and the bass looks like a tiny little child's bass in this giant guy's hand. And he is, he is just gyrating on the bass as, as if his life depended on it. <laughs> like, like if I don't pleasure this bass, well, the king, the king will kill me. Like, like, like that's what it looked like. And and they're like jumping around and dancing. There's like a little bit of pyro. Q tips like trying to like backflip on the stage. He's falling on his ass. Like like he's like nose is bleeding. They're screaming at the top of their lungs. 
And, and my dad would always take us to these things when we were a little younger. When we got older, we would go ourselves. But like when we were like 14 and 15, my dad would like take me and Nick and, and our other best friend, Jory, and, and some other folks, these things. And, and I remember watching Family Force 5. They're playing Love Addict. About it, yeah. And every time I go, yeah, it must be a love addict, love addict. Every time that would happen, like, 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 Fatty would take his bass and just like jam his penis like in the bass. Like that's what it would look like for no reason. They're this Christian band. There's there's no reason why they're doing this. And and I'd look over at my dad, and my dad is laughing so hard that he can't he can't breathe. Like he's like what. Is this? <laughs> what in God's name are we doing? Like, 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 my dad's like, I thought you guys were ridiculous jumping into each other while these skinny guys screamed. Like, like, what am I watching? <laughs> oh man, what a world! What a time! Family Force Five, man. That that was that was funny stuff. Oh, that was funny. It's a classic. Ugh, what a time. Well, will you yeah. sign us off? Yes. Friends, this has been another mini-sode of What the Hell is a Pastor. We are Spanx, Reebok, and the Dude, and we will see you next time. <laughs>